Amazing, yeah. Perfect. Lovely. I'm sure I'll absolutely hate myself <laughs> every everything I've said. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm doing I always slip into Irish. That, that was I a Northern Irish was, accent. It was, was a terrible, decent attempt, it? but I'm from South. Yeah. Well, my Southern accent is no better. <laughs> okay. Well, then I'll appreciate that you at least tried. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Welcome you. A here. for effort. So thank you. Welcome How long you. have you lived in London? Uh, I moved over to do my Masters at Mainview uh, the year 2011 to 2012. So what's that on bottom maths? Eight years? Yeah. Eight years. Does it feel like home now? Um, Ireland will always be home, yeah. but I definitely, I definitely see my future here. I'm, I'm as comfortable as you. It's definitely my second home. I feel really comfortable here, and I, I don't see my kind of future life career back home. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, very happy here. Love it. Let's talk about Mountview. So, what's that like? Mountview was great. Okay. Um. I've recently seen their new and improved fabulous it's Peckham version. Um, I was quite bitter and jealous walking they have around a pizza it because restaurant it's so cool. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean it's purpose built. It's so <laughs> yeah. great. Um, so we didn't necessarily have as good facilities no, at our time, but uh, but we had the great teaching and yeah. um, you know I loved my time there. I loved my time there, especially coming from Ireland and like there's no West End equivalent or anything like that in Ireland so I was completely green and new to theatre at all so just being around people who loved theatre was amazing for me loved it it really set you up yeah absolutely but then your career's kind of taken a bit of a different trajectory hasn't it you've got yeah. into singer-songwriter yeah I don't know if that was my plan no certainly my goal has but always yeah. been yeah been West End but I think I learned after a couple of years of um, you know I suppose just auditioning um, that at least for me anyway I just decided I had to make my own work um, because I wasn't getting work in the industry which is sometimes how it goes um, so I just became far more proactive I had always written but I just had never really put it out there and so I just decided um, some point a few years ago that I would put myself and my music out there more um, and when you think of doing that your first thought is oh, people are going to judge me and who am I to think my music is decent enough to be out there but people were so so supportive when I even just mentioned the possibility of releasing yeah. some of my own music and so then that really gave me the like confidence to to do it so back in 2017 I released my first EP of five original songs and it didn't go terribly. Called notes. Which is it good. didn't Called do notes. too badly at all. Yeah, Number did, one did. in the Irish iTunes. Well, you've done your research. I have done my research, well, and done. I listened to it. I loved that. Thank you. Thanks. But I yeah. feel like it's it's so eclectic, and each song is very distinct. I mean, yeah. it all has that flavour. You can see your style through it. Yeah. But there's something for whatever mood you're in. They're or, kind of different vibes yeah. and different genres, even. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, it's that testament to the fact that you do have a base in musical theatre and different tastes um, and different styles. It might be, yeah, because I, I originally trained in, in classical singing uh, yeah. as, as soprano and then and then I listened to people like Katie Tunstall and Katie Malua and Eva Cassidy and they're already even just on their own quite kind of varied yeah. um, and then found musical theatre in my teens. Um, so yeah, maybe it is because I've listened to, and then like 
Meatloaf, I'm a big fan of Meatloaf. I'm not suggesting my music is anything like his. But I suppose I do, I have listened to um, loads of different styles. Um, so maybe that's where it comes from. Um, and yeah, I just kind of write for whatever mood I'm in at the time. I genuinely do write, uh, this is going to sound really wanky, but from the heart. Yeah, so if I'm in a crappy mood, I sing a, you know, a, a heartbreaky type of song or, or I sing a song to lift myself back up or, or write a song. Um, and is so that where the lyrics come from? They, they are inspired by your own experiences? A hundred percent. Yeah, there's a song on my latest EP that I brought out only last month um, called Always You and it's uh, inspired by my parents. Their love is oh. just like movie kind of love. Um, so that song is totally inspired by, by them, kind of from the point of view of them. If I'm offered the world for the taking if I'm shown the most beautiful view If all that could be mine Without you by my side I would always choose you What did they Either. think when you played it? Oh, they cried. Well, my mom certainly cried. Which is a good reaction. Yeah. If they said, like, yeah, it's all right, babe. Yeah, that would, like... not, that would have not been great at all. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thankfully, I, I pushed my mother just over the edge with the tears. So oh, that was good. Yeah, so this yeah. is your second EP? Yeah, Tricks was my second EP. I brought it out uh, in June. So, uh, and that one, that one um, got number one in Very Ireland fun. as well. So, I think, honestly, I'd like to say it's because, you know, the music is fabulous. Maybe it is. But it's honestly because I have a stereotypically large Irish Catholic family <laughs> and I just force every person who's related to me to buy it. And so you were also number one in the singer-songwriters. Yeah, uh, no, so. number two number in the two. UK singer-songwriter charts. Yeah, I pushed Ed Sheeran back to number three for a week. I know. He'd be living. He did not notice. <laughs> so he was counting his money, not paying attention to the charts. Um, but yeah, so that, that was the first EP. Um, so that was quite cool. Yes, it's so go back to the first one. Yes. You got, so you picked five songs. Yes. I'm really curious, like, how many songs do you have to write to get five that you that feel you're happy with? Yeah. Well, technically hundreds. How because, do you hundreds? Oh, over my lifetime, yeah. yeah. Loads of bad ones. Yeah, loads and loads of ones. <laughs> uh, funnily enough, four of the songs that were on the first EP were just... Because I, I didn't write with any... Um, intention to create an EP like I said I just always had written music so four of the songs that are on the first EP were just songs that I genuinely wrote like Can't Get My Love I had a serious heartbreak and wrote Can't Get My Love about that ex coming back and sort of saying oh actually maybe I am in love with you once I had moved on it's a whole thing but anyway so I was really just writing songs about how I felt and so four of them were never supposed to be on anything they were just me writing songs yeah. um, so only one of them on my way was actually written specifically for the EP I started to look through all of my songs when I decided I was going to do an EP um, found four I was happy with and out of the many 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 songs I had written I didn't have a fifth so um, I had to write one specifically for it so yeah you can write many many songs and not and I'm sure I was happy with other songs, but I didn't feel like they were right for yeah. this with the other four. So, um, and how did so you yeah. approach a second one? Is it true what they say about a uh, second what they album? Well, say it's like it's always difficult to follow up. Yes. Did you find that? Did you have any pressure? I definitely had easy? the pressure because I, I think because the first EP did so well mm. and got so much support that I was kind of thinking like what if that's it and I put out the second EP and people are just like not as excited about it thankfully people have been very lovely 
um, hadn't, had received it well. Um, but there was definitely more pressure in that sense, but also there was a lot more confidence that came with it. Like I hadn't, I don't think I had ever been in a studio before recording the first. And um, when I recorded the second, I had been in the studio for other things just in between. I, I was on the original um, or the a studio album recording of The Talkmaker's Daughter. Yes. And I had uh, done a charity single in between the two EPs as well. So I just had more, I was just more comfortable being in the studio and then having experienced the first EP and how myself and Tom Lees and Joe Davison in the studio kind of created the songs, I had more of a an idea of what was possible. Um, so even though there was pressure because the first EP did well, there was also so much more experience and comfortability, is that a word? Yeah. Let's make it one. Uh, comfortability with with the second, so it was a weird mix of, of both uh, both kind of opposite feelings. But um, but thankfully it's gone hopefully well so far. Oh, you've got a couple of duets on there. Yes, I have a duet with the incredible Frafi. He's rather um, lovely. He's amazing. He's he's as well as being just incredibly talented. He's also just a very 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 nice person, and um, very giving of his time. Um, I'm a little nobody in comparison to him, and he's so willing to to sing my music. Like it's very nice of him um, when he has big, incredible jobs um, to be doing. So, so I'm very lucky to have him on the EP, and also very lucky to have to be performing live with him very soon. Yes. So, so let's come on to that. So you nice are segue. part of the inaugural Unplugged season here yes. at the crazy cocks yeah it sounds incredible i'm really Some of the excited lineup. about it yeah honestly even if i weren't involved in it which yeah. i'm very grateful to be uh i i think it's amazing it's that a new they're... scheme where they're going to bring musical theater people who have like yourselves experience in musical theater but write their own material yeah. and it's a platform for them all yeah which is so work. great i think it's brilliant and i think it's not really been done no, it hasn't. It hasn't. I, th I think there have been people in musical theatre who write their own stuff, but it's always up to them, which is, is fine too, to put on their own thing. Yeah. Which is, it's hard. It's really hard to put on your own show. Um, and so having someone else or another company behind you helping you make that happen is just uh, amazing. So I think it's brilliant that uh, people who write songs in musical theatre have uh, a platform to, to share those songs with people. So I'm really excited to be a part of it. Um, slightly scared, but uh, but yeah, just really excited. I'm I'm finalising the set list now, so incredible. And you're going to be part of the launch night, yes. launch day. So two performances, yeah, which is really exciting. Loads of cool performers Loads involved. Loads of in people that. involved yeah. in that. Loads of people. Bennett, yes. Nicholas. Yeah. Oh, Nick just incredible people. Yeah. Sam Gordon. Um, Evie Rose Lane. Is that her full name? Yeah. Um, she's incredible. She's her voice is amazing. I follow her on Twitter and feel like I'm friends with her, but I'm pretty sure I've never met her. But You'll be I best just, friends by the end of it. Oh, I hope so. Her just oh, she's amazing. Two shows, um, definitely. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, I'm really excited for that one as well yeah. because then you'll just get snippets of everyone's style of writing. Which is exactly. Really yeah. And then you've got your own full solo show with Frafi, like we say. Yes, Frafi will be joining. Who else have you got? Um, I have Becky Locke. I have a few others, but I'm not going to say no, just yet because I'm still finalising yeah. their involvement and, and everything else. But I'm especially excited because as well as singing songs from the EPs, I'm doing a whole section in the latter half of the show of the musical that I've written. I've written a, an original Irish musical. Daisy. And actually, yes, you really have done your research. Well done. Hi, I'm Daisy.
name's Daisy. Do you want to get to know me more? Well, so does Daisy. And so the duet from the EP that myself and Fra sing is a song from the musical. Um, I thought it might be a nice way to get it out to maybe a more mainstream audience on the EP. Um, and so we're doing a whole little section in the latter half of the show, uh, which is going to all be uh, stuff from Daisy. So I'll be doing a, a solo from it, and then I'll be doing a duet with Fra, a duet hopefully with another friend of mine, and the amazing Becky Locke is going to be singing what is hopefully a beautiful song. I hope the audience agree. Um, She'll make it wag. She's oh, she! I could give her the worst <laughs> song and it would sound <laughs> stunning. So that's true. Thank you for reminding me that actually it doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not matter if that, that song is good or not. Um, um, so yeah, tell us more about Daisy then. Um, okay, so it's set in Dublin, which is where I'm from. Um, it is about, I suppose, your quote-unquote stereotypical or average family, two girls, uh, two sisters and their parents, mother and father, and um, the show opens when Daisy has lost her memory, and so you may think that it's that, you know, stereotypical story of a girl finding herself, which it is to some degree, um, but there are far more twists and turns. Um, I have dealt with... Uh, cancer in my family unfortunately I've lost two aunts to cancer and I have watched uh, my family through really tough times be able to be not just resilient but be able to laugh at the worst times and so what I'm trying to do with this musical is um, portray resilience the resilience of people um, and also that ability to to make light sometimes of situations that are really sad and really tough and so even though the musical uh, has its twists and turns like I said and definitely deals with difficult issues hopefully it's it's also humorous and light-hearted and um, I don't know just makes you feel like um, struggles are overcomable I'm making up so many words in this interview by the way overcomable maybe, I mean, maybe that's I'm going to have a whole glossary of yeah. new words yeah. by the end of it yeah. um, so it's about struggle it's about love um, it's very Dublin and and hopefully people will connect with it and, and in terms of music the music it's it's contemporary musical theatre style um, so yeah I'm really excited about it I'm hoping to try and get it on stage this side of Christmas um, I don't know how possible that is but either way it will you be on stage um, well, so at the other palace, uh, I had a, a gig of my own, a solo gig, um, last year, and we did something similar yeah. to what I'll be doing this year, but obviously I have lots of new writing since, um, in that we, we did um, perform some of the Daisy stuff there as well. Nice. This time around, we're performing stuff that wasn't performed at that as well. So, um, so yeah, that's scary but exciting. So you obviously must be passionate about new writing. You talked about... Hugely. Clock, Maker's Daughter and your oh, own work. Yeah. And you also were involved in Villages recently with yes, Drew Dillon. with Drew Dillon, the amazing Who you've Drew worked Dillon. with before. I've worked with him before as well. I was involved in uh, his workshop uh, of The Break. Yeah. Um, so two years ago now. Um, so, yeah, I'm really passionate about uh, What is it writing. about new writing that inspires you? Um, to some degree, it's the bravery. I know that probably sounds really theatery and wanky, but it's scary putting out your own stuff. Yeah. And when you see somebody else do it, it's 
amazing I think um, and then just the fact that it's new there's so I, I mean I'm a massive lover of older classical you know well-known shows um, but we need to keep creating stuff because you know they were created once they were new at, at some point um, and so yeah I just think it's exciting and new and fresh to have uh, stuff that we haven't heard before so yeah I love it and what do you hope for in the future would you like to carry on releasing EPs and albums or do you think you'd like to give the West End another crack? Uh, to be honest I'll take what I'm given yeah. any sort of any sort of career that I can make for myself in in the music business I will take. Um, my, my heart has always been in in performing in yeah. musical theatre in the West End so I'm continually um, auditioning for that. Um, I'm very lucky to have a great agent and to get in the room not so lucky with getting the jobs but hopefully I will get there but while I'm sort of quote-unquote waiting uh, I will do my own stuff as well but while I'm doing my own stuff I'm never not you know there, there's never been a point that I've kind of given up on the West End thing I'm, I'm always out there I'm auditioning I would like to say always auditioning but as you probably know I'm not always auditioning but infrequently auditioning but you know I'm never dropping the ball on that side of things um, so I would love for an opportunity to um, come my way in terms of a West End role, whatever that may be. But if that's not to be, then I will be putting myself out there in other ways, whether people want it or not, to be honest. Uh, Bag it so, down those doors. Yeah, absolutely. Are your family coming over to watch the show? Um, that's a great question. I don't know. I did do, like I said, I had some gigs last year. Yeah. I was lucky enough to do a gig in New York and I have family there um, and my mother flew over for it. Um, and I also did a gig in Dublin and in Cork where my mum is from so I have lots wow. of family there as well so they have seen me perform some of this stuff before so they, some of them may not make it over but I do have some family who live here who will be coming so uh, maybe I need to put pressure on the Irish yeah, family you've awesome. just reminded me yeah I'll do that yeah. and how does it compare the audiences does it work in different places yeah. really interesting very different audiences uh, to be honest I think my Dublin audience was possibly one of the best audiences I'll ever have just because there were so many people who, who know me and just the support was ridiculous um, but then I loved performing in Cork the Cork audience were so nice America was very different it was a more because, because I have less people who know me over there yeah. obviously um, I had quite a, a bit of family but then there were people who had never heard any of my stuff before but were associated with the venue uh, like members of the venue and so they came along not knowing anything so as supportive as they were it was just a very different vibe um, and then London was lovely because um, it was less family and just more friends who I've yeah. met over here so they've all been really different all very supportive but but in different ways it's really cool to like you don't really know what I think even here in comparison to my other London gig will be different I think there'll be a different vibe so I'm excited to stand out on stage and just give it a soul. second and see what it yeah see what that vibe is like I can't wait I'm definitely, oh, definitely thank you thank well hopefully we'll get it filmed anyway so if you can't yeah. make it you'll hopefully have some videos to watch of it here's hoping well, good luck thank you so much thanks for chatting so, to me it's been quite lovely quite welcome it's been a pleasure thank you buy those EPs buy them I'll force you. Notes and... Notes and tricks. Tricks. There you go. Is that a trend now? Everyone's going to have a one word? Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. You're going to break the trend and be like, oh, I don't know. Words. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe a, a two-syllable. I don't know. But it's been one syllable so far, so we'll see. Love it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>